How we feeling? Welcome to the How We Feel podcast. I'm Nate. I'm Joey. I'm a life and relationship coach, blogger, and psychology student at the University of Utah. I'm a social justice educator, blogger, photographer, lawyer, and PhD student in philosophy and history of education at The Ohio State University. And we're two emotionally literate friends. On this podcast, we'll be talking everything from a place of empathy, emotion, and feeling. Welcome to episode 15, Healing Helplessness on the How We Feel podcast. Let's go. I really like how you wanted us to start with experiencing helplessness, the flailing, the free falling, the chaos. I think that's something in society, I mean, as a whole right now, we're really experiencing like, where's our power? How do we find it? I am just kind of a byproduct of my existence of what's happening around me. Absolutely. I I liked how you really started with that there. I think that's huge. I think this idea that despair is this belief that tomorrow will just be like today. And Mm -hmm. if we're experiencing the same thing again and again, it's like Groundhog Day. It's like uh, Palm Springs. It's the same Mm -hmm. movie again and again and again. And it's an awful movie. We want to break out of it. But how Mm -hmm. do we have hope when nothing seems to change? Hmm. Hmm. Like you said, just just being a byproduct of our experience, that's, I mean, the definition of helplessness. It makes me think directly of Atlas of the Heart. Right, mm. Brene Brown. We we both have a lot of admiration for her, her voice, mm-hmm. her perspective, the transcendence of her message. And I just wanted to even add in right here. I was we were talking about it earlier. The definition directly of helplessness that she offers us, that that helplessness that we can feel interpersonally and even now, like on a global level, mm. it is helplessness arises out of a combination of negative life events and negative thought patterns. Wow. Particularly self-blame okay. and the perceived inability to change our circumstances. So in sharing that, it I connected the dots like you mentioned between that despair, the wow. belief that tomorrow will just be like today. I have mm-hmm. no power to influence my reality. I am stuck in what I'm feeling, which obviously helplessness is usually accompanied by that depression mm-hmm. or that lack of motivation just mm. <laughs> i want to say helplessness yeah. it's literally i can't change where i'm at despair so. it's just like full free fall it's anguish it is i'm suffering and i'm gonna continue to suffer and i can't do anything about it yeah mm-hmm. i've noticed for myself i mean obviously continuing to love myself and work through my past experiences and even in my practice mm. that I've really come to hold fast to the idea that it's not the behavior that's the problem, right? Okay. When life is difficult, when relationships are hard, when I'm working at a place that I don't really enjoy, I don't feel seen, I don't feel valued, it's easy to really focus on like, cool, like I'm going to move, I'm going to yeah. move jobs, you know, Ooh. we're going to break up, I'm okay. over this relationship, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a jerk, I don't like him, she's the worst. The, the behavior isn't the issue. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you're you're chasing that that carrot forever. You're mm-hmm. just chasing it, changing the behavior, changing jobs, changing relationships. You're you're on this never-ending cycle, which once again perpetuates that despair. Absolutely. I can't get to the end. I can't feel good. I can't feel safe. I can't feel lovable. It's the belief 
that drives the behavior, the belief that you have mm-hmm. about yourself, about the world around you, about what you're worthy of, that drives the behavior that is the problem. The belief behind the behavior. That is meta on another level that I think like requires us to say it again. Mm-hmm. The belief behind the behavior. I think about some of my history and my background and times where I had beliefs about myself that didn't quite align with the way I wanted the world to go. Mm. Beliefs that made me feel stuck, beliefs that made me feel inadequate, less than, disempowered. I went to my 10-year high school reunion, which is absolutely wild, uh, back in November. And I had a really tumultuous high school experience. Um, I grew up in the suburbs of Cincinnati, pristine, hella white, affluent, and I obviously am very much not uh, with my blackness. And there was a lot of a lot of bullying, a lot of um, just constant reiteration that I didn't belong, that I didn't deserve goodness, that I wasn't desirable, that I wasn't worthwhile, that I wasn't um, anyone meaningful. And so I go to this high school reunion and I'm in my car outside the place where I'm supposed to walk in and I'm transported back. I'm having the same emotion of I'm nothing. Hmm. How? With all the time that has passed, with all the things that I've done, with who I've become, with the work that I've put in about myself, in therapy, with my friends, with our relationship, how am Mm -hmm. I being transported back to that moment of, I believe that I am not worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And so I had this moment of like, stop, sit, be here, be present, pause. You are not that person anymore. My belief has changed. Your belief about yourself is different. And so therefore, I'm a different person. People do not get to make me feel that way anymore, ever again. I am safe and secure. I like who I am. I love the person I get to be. I love how I treat other people. I love the work that I get to do. And that is immovable. You can't take that away from me ever again. That can never be stolen. Damn. That's that's powerful. Two thoughts off of what you said there, Joey. One, referring to beliefs, even you mentioned the the I mean the ever prevalent racist history, racism as a mm. whole race in mm-hmm. our country, that it's not the behavior that's the problem. Mm. It's not be more kind to black people. Mm-hmm. Give you know, give a black guy a job, you know, mm-hmm. that's thumbs up, you're doing good. It's the belief. That is the problem. Absolutely. I think that black people are less than. I think that black people are thugs or scary or whatever. The belief is the problem. Like I said, a a brief tangent there that came to mind. The second part, you mentioned people can't make me feel like that again. Mm -hmm. They can't put me back in that place. I've put in the work to change it. I take it even a step further. You won't treat yourself like that. Mm. You won't put yourself back in that place where you Mm. allow that behavior, Mm -hmm. where you allow yourself to remain in a place where you don't feel safe, where you don't feel seen with people that, I don't care what these people's opinions are. They're not my friends. I'm Mm -hmm. not close with them. I don't have shared history. Absolutely. We have no relationship. I continue to empower myself. I'm choosing different, choosing better for myself. Mm -hmm. So, damn, Joey, I love that. That's huge. I... When thinking about these beliefs, right, that drive the behavior, I always come back to the biggest thing for me that's been in my life is relationships, Mm -hmm. where as a byproduct of my childhood, my adolescence, 
I took on beliefs that by definition disempowered me, mm. that put me in a place to feel responsible for others, for uh-huh. their emotions, to yeah. prioritize other people before myself. And naturally that worked in some way, right? Hmm. I had relationships, I had friendships, I had, I dated and I mean, a good looking guy, intelligent guy, Yeah. but I continued to feel that despair. Mm. I even remember saying right off, right off the top of my head, I remember always saying, I'm more excited to be a dad mm. than a husband Woo. because for me and my belief system that I had created from my own experience in life, yeah. relationships were hard. Yeah. Relationships, I was relationship was synonymous with self-sacrifice. Relationship mm. was synonymous with attachment to outcome. Relationship was yeah. synonymous yeah. with dismissiveness of my own emotions, my mm-hmm. own feelings. And that's not because of anyone else. Yeah. That's my belief system. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of failure not that not failure because I continue to go on but a lot of difficult relationships a lot of heartbreak to realize I'm the consistent factor here okay that once again it's not you know this relationship or she's this way or they Mm -hmm. acted that way or the circumstance no it's my beliefs Mm. are driving my behavior to be in a way to present in a way that doesn't benefit me and allow myself to get to a place where I can change those beliefs Mm -hmm. to validate myself, to prioritize myself. And that's how I've created a a successful, I mean, multiple successful relationships and and wholesome and caring and loving and reciprocal relationships, not by being anything or proving anything different, but by being Nate, by allowing myself to be and express myself in that way. So like I said, whenever I think about those types of beliefs that drive our existence, that drive our behavior, for me, it, it always goes back to relationships and those beliefs that I mm. used to have. Yeah. Believing differently about yourself was the key to changing everything. Mm. Wow. Oh my mm. gosh. I am always struck by the idea of trauma and childhood, right? Like that's Absolutely. the entire essence of adulthood is just unpacking, unlearning uh, traumatic <laughs> behaviors from your childhood. And even yep. young adulthood, right? Like I feel like I'm, you know, I have my whole spiel about being 25 and mm-hmm. how much that changes your life. Yep. But those things, those traumas, those things that we experience, those beliefs that we have growing up that we internalize become who we are yep. or we believe them to be who we are. Right. Mm-hmm. And those are things that we take into adulthood. We think that we are fixed, right? We yep. are immovable. These are things that are at our essence. When in reality, like we've been talking about, it's actually Mm -hmm. our beliefs about those things that make them feel immovable. They actually aren't immovable. They can be changed. They can be altered. They can be moved, to be quite Mm -hmm. honest, right? Mm -hmm. We are still malleable. We should always be learning. We should always be growing. We should always be developing, evolving. And how do we get to that point where we are in our adulthood and we are committed to doing the work of changing our beliefs about who we are so we can become who we want to be. Hmm. Hmm. I, I think back to where we started despair, that the answer to despair is vulnerability mm. because despair implies victimization, 
right? I am a product of my environment. I, the wheels, the wheels move and the boat's going and I'm just along for the ride. Tomorrow's going to be just like today. I'm a bystander. I'm a victim. And like you said, coming to that realization of basically everything, like we talked about outside of like your race, I mean, your gender, obviously, but, um, or in some form your gender, but those, anything outside of that is malleable. Like you can choose different, you can choose better. And once again, the, the natural approach seems to be like the focus on the behavior. I'm going to leave the job. I'm going to leave the relationship. I'm going to move to a better place. I'm Mm going to start eating better, whatever that is. Okay. That's good. and fine. But there's no consistency there. It Mm -hmm. becomes this exhaustive experience. Once again, kicking you back into that place of despair. That's right. I forgot. I'm not deserving of love. Mm -hmm. How can I forget? No, heaven forbid. Mm. I only deserve whatever, $40,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Slip my mind by focusing on the behavior, not the belief. Wow. 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 Identifying that pattern of operation, Mm. but you haven't done the deeper work of altering the belief that's driving that behavior. So what do we believe about ourselves? Hmm. How do we change our beliefs and the, about ourselves and the world? I think those are the two things that we're really asking. Hmm. I know for me, like I'm going back to seventh and eighth grade, right? Yeah. I am ugly. I am unlikable, I am undesirable, I'm unappealing. The reason that people aren't interested in me, the reason that when I asked someone to prom and they said no, is because I'm not worthwhile. I don't find myself attractive, why would anyone else? Mm. But that's the deeper reason. And I think understanding when I got to college and more realistically when I left college and got to a new place, and I really ended up liking who I am, like I am, compassionate i'm empathetic i'm charming i'm funny i'm objectively hilarious my therapist laughs at me right like i am exactly who i would want and then i'm also attractive right like i'm doing the things that i'm supposed to do and the way i carry myself is what makes me worthwhile i really like myself and so other people are going to like me but that's the thing that needed to change i didn't like myself it's how how could i be surprised when other people weren't interested in me i don't even like me (laughs) <laughs> like, like, how can someone else? No, absolutely not. And people, other people are perceiving that, right? They can see yeah. that. They can see oh, that. Yeah. Why would I want to go on a date with you? Why would I want to hit on you when you just seem miserable, right? Like, what are you bringing to the table? Why are you so angry? Why are you so distraught about everything? You're already hostile towards me. You are confrontational. You're antagonistic. Uh, Like, of course, you're jumping to conclusions instead of where's the optimism? Where is the the joy? Where's the, I'm excited to get to know you, right? Mm -hmm. I think about like, sometimes I will be, you know, like doing a little swipey swipe and I'll see someone's profile and they'll say like, oh, don't do this. Don't like this. I'm not interested in you if you do this. And I, for me, I'm always like, that is an absolute red flag. That's a no for me because that is antagonism. That's negativity. That is, why are you telling me what you don't want or who you dislike instead Mm -hmm. of like, what makes you worthwhile? Right? Like, here's me. If you like me, great. If not, it's not the end of the world. Right? Mm -hmm. What is your belief about yourself? That's at the root there. I... A little swipey swipey. We love a little swipey swipey from time to time. <laughs> um, 
it that made me think of like you said the validation where are we looking and finding validation if we're looking for it in other people then we're going to want to control more of what they're thinking how they're perceiving us like you mentioned in in your experience mine i was i was always seen as like the nice guy yeah right? and i took like pride in that i was like yeah i'm the nice guy like i'm i got your back like i'm i'm the nice guy yeah 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 and realizing through identifying that pattern of behavior feeling and seeing the belief for what it is mm. that i don't have to be anything other than nate mm-hmm. like you said nate is whole nate is wonderful nate is caring nate is cherished nate is lovable nate is attractive nate is mm. intelligent nate is hardworking. those are things that i am mm-hmm. and if you like that or not cool dude like that's not my problem i can't mm. control that i don't want to control that Absolutely. i'm going to keep rolling and doing my thing i'm going to keep fulfilling and loving and validating myself that's where like I said, really identifying and being vulnerable in not that I am the problem, that there's something wrong with me, mm-hmm. but that the issue lies in the beliefs I have about myself. Absolutely. It's not your circumstance. It's not how other people perceive you. How can I show them I need to prove? Mm-hmm. No, it all lies in how I'm treating myself, how mm. I show up for myself. Like you said, if I don't think I'm attractive, I don't think I'm good enough. Yeah. You're not going to get the job because mm. you're going to show up. You're going to play small. You're not going to ask for the raise. Yes. Whatever yes. those things are. And that can sound very harsh, but once again, we're coming from a place of everything is malleable. Mm-hmm. You are not stuck. You don't have to be who you were yesterday. Mm. It's about just simply realizing I deserve better. How am I treating myself? Which I mean, a thought just came to mind, like you said, how do we change those beliefs? How do we identify those beliefs? For me, a huge piece has been feeling, Yeah. prioritizing my feelings, prioritizing my emotions and doing that, creating safety for myself to just feel. Yeah. That's when it's been like, oh, there's the belief. Oh, that's really what I believe about myself, but it had to come after feeling prioritizing my emotions and how I feel about relationships or jobs or whatever. Whereas before the pattern was yet again, dismissiveness of myself. Wow. I like that is such a huge point. I don't think we do it enough. I think the idea is called motivational interviewing where you Mm -hmm. ask them a question uh, repeatedly to get to the essence, the root. And I don't Mm -hmm. think we do that with our friends enough. Right. I had a, a hangout with one of my uh, really good friends and we ended up doing that. Just me asking him the same question of like, we got to get to the root of your emotion because there's something deeper there that you've never said out loud. And I want to, I want you to hear how icky it is because you believe yeah. this about yourself. This is yep. disgusting. This is awful. This is the truth, but you need to hear it from yourself because sometimes we like to combat what our friends say like oh nobody really likes me and i'm like so you don't like you i want you to hear that out loud i want you to i want to reflect it to you because i don't think that you do and i want you to hear how completely awful you are being to yourself but if you've never taken that time to really sit with that emotion to really feel what Mm -hmm. that is you can't change it because you've Mm -hmm. never dug deep enough you're not gonna scrape the surface you can't you you haven't uncovered it Mm -hmm. right and it's time. Like you said, you have to go to that place of vulnerability to get there. Yeah. 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 And like you, like we were talking about, it's noticing 
it's it's almost that feeling of despair turns into a feeling of like I'm so over this. I'm so apathetic towards this pattern of behavior, the same yeah, relationship, yeah. the same way people treat me, the same job that I have. There has to be an issue. I'm looking inward. Yeah. I'm I'm so over this yeah. same dynamic and same sorry conversation Ooh. and same fantasy That's that huge. I'm building towards or desiring. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm looking inward. This is a this is a Nate thing. This yeah. is a Joey thing. Oh my gosh, because you just said it, like, what happens when you hit rock bottom, right? Mm. You got to dig a little bit right there. You yeah. might, you've, you've reached the end, but what is right under rock bottom? That's where you're going to have this breakthrough of this belief, because yep. the belief is sitting right there. Yep. Damn. Wow. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, you were talking about it with the conversation that you were having with your friend, and what I've been referencing is mostly more romantic or intimate relationship mm-hmm. or romantic relationships. And it's important to emphasize as well that like these beliefs are, these are beliefs that we have about ourselves can be so destructive that Absolutely. they affect any and all relationships we have, interpersonal, yes. friends, yes. Uh, professional, mm-hmm. romantic, because like you said, if you have a friend that continues to approach you and say, Oh, my girlfriend broke up with me. It's so terrible. I'm so unlovable. I just, I have to do, why won't they love me? I'm, there's something wrong with me. As a friend, you're like, what? Like, I love you. Yes. Yes. You're you're living, you're living within your belief system, within Mm -hmm. your reality, within your fantasy. I'm living in reality. I see you for who you are. I see you for what you are mm-hmm. rather than what you believe yourself to be. Yeah. And that's destructive. That's, that's destructive yes. to any and all relationships. Correct. Because the thing that we really need to say to you is you don't love you. Mm-hmm. I, I've proven to you and I've shown to you that I love you. It's mm-hmm. on you to get to that point. Can you accept that? Can you accept that truth? Do you think you're deserving of it? Because mm-hmm. if not, this is going to continue and you're going to, right. to flail, to remain in despair, to be hopeless and helpless huge and with that we'll be right back you're listening to the how we feel podcast we'll be right back with the feel for you segment feel for you segment where we give you some tangible advice on all the things we've been talking about for this episode nate is going to kick us off perfect thank you joey we're going to start with developing eq emotional quotient Mm. so allowing yourself to really invest in some self-awareness to invest in Hmm. like we talked about briefly emotions what am i feeling literally just asking yourself what am i feeling just had a big fight with mom. My my girlfriend's really mad at me. My professor just, whatever, cut the deadline short. Cool. How do I feel developing that EQ, developing that understanding of yourself and your emotions will allow you access to, once again, like we talked about, accessing those beliefs, seeing those beliefs for what they are, having mm-hmm. them come to the surface. Joey's going to give us our next point, returning to reality. That's huge. Returning to reality can be 
so difficult, right? This point of how do we get back to the truth? When we've lived in our own despair, we've wallowed, we've sat in anguish, we've been at the bottom of the well, we've hit rock bottom. How do we come out of that, right? How do we recognize what's around us? I think it's practicing gratitude, recognizing who we are, who's around us, and what we're, what's motivating us. And at the same time, I think it's also affirmation, right? What can we tell ourselves? What do we believe about ourselves? What are the truths that we can always go back to? I am, I feel, I know. What are those immovable things that are positive about ourselves and the world and the reality that we're living in so we can come out of where we've been? Joey, you quite literally, excuse me, you quite literally read my mind. (laughs) I was going to say affirmations, but once again, not applied on like a behavior level Mm -hmm. because we've all seen like on TikTok or Instagram, like look in the mirror and like tell yourself you love yourself. Like tell yourself you're beautiful. Okay, that can feel really demeaning and kind of, I mean, for myself even, I think two and three years ago when I first started to get on TikTok, I'd see those types of posts. What the heck? Like, I'm not going to say this to myself. That feels weird. That doesn't make sense. I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. The, The next point here in the Feel For You segment is literally ah. Affirm yourself, Mm -hmm. affirm yourself from a belief level. Give yourself the space to accept the malleability of who you are. Relationships are calm. Relationships are safe. I am whole. I am lovable. Mm. Even in saying those, if that feels uncomfortable, boom, you just identified a negative belief. You just identified an old belief that's keeping you trapped, that's perpetuating your own despair, your own helplessness, your own depression, Mm -hmm. in just expressing that. Like you said, with our friends, having them do the same thing, express and affirm yourself. Wow. Notice what follows. Yeah. When we're doing those affirmations from a place of belief, do they feel uneasy? Do they feel Mm. out of place? Because if so, like you just said... That is our, that's our alarm. That's our red flag of we have some work to do because we need, they should be easy, right? They should be effortless. They should be true. If you deeply believe them, they will feel great. They'll feel normal. And we can continue to do that work until we get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Joey. Thank you so much for joining us on the Feel For You segment. Thank you for joining us on the How We Feel podcast. There'll be new episodes soon. I'm Nate. I'm Joey. We appreciate your commitment to yourself. Share this with whomever comes to mind. To connect with Nate for life and relationship coaching, go to thenaterobinson.com. To check out Joey for social justice education, go to youthful-lifeshots.com. We've got so many more feelings to explore ahead of us. We're excited to have you along on this journey. You are loved. We We love love you. you. Keep checking in with yourself. How we feeling? Peace. What was I gonna ask you? What was my random question today? <laughs> uh, how do you sleep? Like, what's like describe? <laughs> That's a good question. How do you, I know. How do you sleep? Like, what is your like? Uh, 
the way your bed is made or like do you use pillows like yeah. what is your setup and like how do you lay down because i think this is very interesting that people like yeah uh, no this is good this is good the first thing, the reason i chuckled <laughs> is the first thing that came to mind was butt ass naked <laughs> is it, are you serious do you oh yeah oh yeah oh my oh we i you know what we i talked about this because, yeah we talked about this i've only ever done it once and it's because you were like try it and i'm like <laughs> what you got like your matching PJ yes, set, yes. like <laughs> like a '90s dad, like. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my first response that came to mind. That's um, so funny. The second thing that came to mind was hot. Our AC wasn't working here for a little bit with this oh. heat wave. It was spicy. It was Jeez. spicy. So <laughs> the the nakedness wasn't only out of just comfort. Okay. It was out of necessity at that point. Oh my god. Um, but no, so I got. I got one pillow. I'm sleeping usually on my side. I got one okay. pillow next to the head. And then I've, I've worked to a place of getting the pillow between the knees. Okay. So I got I got it tucked up. I'm tucked up. I got the pillow between the knees. I'm chilling. It gets some good back support. Yeah. My legs are feeling nice. Like I said, we're, we're, we're feeling comfy. That's what matters to me. That's awesome. I am... Uh, I've got my top sheet, I've got a blanket, and I have a weighted blanket on top of it. I yeah. have like five pillows, a body pillow, two regular pillows, and two like sham pillows on my bed, uh, and my teddy bear. I don't know, I don't use any pillows. I sleep in a police outline, face down, left arm down, right arm up, <laughs> right leg up, left leg down, either with like a podcast I'm listening to, uh, the Boy Meets World uh-huh. uh podcast or like train sounds uh-huh. uh pitch black but i just lay there i'm just like a lifeless body um yeah and then i wake up and i'm always confused so.